Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we talk about films we think are underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. I am joined as ever... I should say my name first. I'm Josh Hallam, your host, and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful <laughs> Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Josh Hallam. Just get that in there again, just in case you, you missed that one, listeners. But yes, I'm very well, thank you, Josh. How about yourself? <laughs> yes, I'm very well, thank you. We've got a little treat today, haven't we? It's a, it's a Halloween special. It's not only a Halloween special, but we've also got a very special guest. It's a we, double whammy. We do indeed. We are joined by the wonderful Sarita Fontaine. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Um, nice to be on your podcast. <laughs> well, thank you good. so much for it's, joining it's, us. It's, it's great it's to have very you. Good to have you. Are you a, are you a Halloweeny person or are you not bothered? Oh, I love Halloween. Oh, that's we good. go all out, costumes, Ooh. everything. Even if we end up watching TV, the house is decorated. <laughs> we go in. Yes. Very cool. Full, I, so I don't Halloween. usually, I'm quite... I'm quite passive when it comes to Halloween, but I had a dream Miserable. the other night that I was Miserable. carving pumpkins. So now I'm like determined. I'm going to get at least three pumpkins this year yeah, and give a real nice. good go of carving them. I feel like I feel like this is my year for some reason. Absolutely, absolutely, do it. Trick or treat bucket by the door, Alice, or, or absolutely or lights off. Listen, and you're not there. No, we live in Liverpool. Come on, we've got that's to give true. the kids what they want when they come knocking, or we'll end up with eggs on our cars. Do you know what I mean? So that's fine. Get a not few to play fun size twixes. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Sarita? You take it if you go in the full hog, is it big bucket of sweets by the door? Well, do you know what? I I'm very much like Halloween is like Christmas, but for adults. So I don't really partake in that. i some I have in the past got my oldest to like stand next to the door and you know give some sweets out, but I'm more <laughs> of it's a house party, adults come, it's a good excuse to get dressed up in good whatever. Shout, good as an adult. Yeah, you don't yeah, really get absolutely. to dress up for well. What is the? Did you go? Did occasion. you both go trick or treat when you were kids? Yeah. No. Oh, no. More like an American thing. I. That's thought. true. Yeah, it's, mm. it's quite. It's quite. I must say, I don't remember it becoming a thing until I was like, would have been like the late nineties. Already yeah. a bit older. So yeah. 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 So Alice, you've been. You're like me. You're from like a rurally place. What is yeah. the? What is the worst or weirdest thing you've ever had in a trick or treat bucket? Uh, so some fella poured a bucket of water over us from his upstairs room. <laughs> so we were outside. It was really weird. How, how, so is I, your, how is your dad? 
Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he says hi, Josh. Um, yeah, it was really weird when we used to go trick or treating because we lived. It was like a proper village, not even a village, like a hamlet, right? So it was like a proper trek from one house to the next. Wow. And we had to have the adults with us, of course. But yeah, there was one house we went to. It was proper dark. I don't know why we knocked on it anyway. They obviously didn't want us. We knocked, and then he poured a bucket of water on us from above. That is I was so like, mean. fair play. That is a trick. That what is a, a joke. What, what a what a guy. What a. But other wow. than that, you know, Mars uh, bars, Snickers, uh, the classics. I, yeah, I got um, some guy gave me a fiver once. Nice. And hey, said, nice. and said, if I give you this, will you tell all the other kids to stop knocking? And I said, yeah. <laughs> Took the money and went and bought sweets with it. So, hey, that lad's got fivers. You want to be knocking on that door? <laughs> um, but anyway, we always start every episode with a random question. So we've got a few. Yeah. We put we put we put out on Twitter. For a random question, as we always do with the guest that, and I couldn't not, I've got a proper one, but I couldn't okay. not include this. Rob Turner got in touch and he said, <laughs> Would oh, you rather, no. have a, would you rather have a pumpkin for a head or live on a yacht? I mean, um, Rob, what, um, it, pumpkin for a head or live on a yacht? Yeah, but do you like live on the yacht as in you can never come back onto dry land again? He's not specified, um, so I just yeah, check see, it. We need details, Rob. We need details. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't make an informed decision. But if you've got a pumpkin the for a head, you've got a pumpkin <laughs> for a head. But if you've got, and like, if, hair and stuff. Yeah, do you have your brain? Can you do anything yeah. special with this pumpkin? Mouth, or you eyes. Just... Okay, let's yeah. say let's say in it, right, the pumpkin option, right. you are you, you've got a okay. brain, but yeah, everything mm-hmm. else is normal, but your head is just a pumpkin. Okay. And in this, the yacht, it is, you're living on a yacht like... like Forever. Yeah, you're always on. You're like Davy Jones. You can't touch land. You can go on oh, land every. No. You can go on land every ten years. I'd probably have to go for the pumpkin head then. I'd get seasick <laughs> if I was on out on the sea for that long. I'm telling you. I'm gonna go for the pumpkin head too. I get really bored on this yacht just by myself, and I'm assuming there's no other people either. He didn't specify, to be fair, because if it was like a fully crewed yacht, then maybe it'd be all right. But oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah, I'll say pumpkin head as well. Then they can That's be. That's funny. I didn't didn't see that going that way. I bet Rob didn't either when he asked. Do, do you right. know Alice? Alice? Who's Alice? Yeah, you know Alice. The pumpkin head. Oh pumpkin yeah, head. yeah, halfway there anyway, right? <laughs> Uh, so right, there you go. It's pumpkin head all around, and then there the real. Go. So the other the other question I had was was Lucy. I'm going to try and say your surname, Lucy. Apologies, it's Burglass. So she said, "What saw trap would you take on, and why?" But oh, I haven't seen all the saw films, right? So I right. googled it, and there's over sixty traps. Wow. So I've altered yeah. it to a slight difference one, which is which mm. Halloween movie villain do you think you could take on? So, it's, so you can have Jigsaw in there if you want. But I thought to list all the traps, it's like going to take all the episodes. So, mm. so we'll come to you first, Sarita. Who is it? Who are we going? Could oh. it, is it this week's villain? Oh, no, absolutely not. Because nah, I know that. Yeah, I need my sleep. I wouldn't be able to stay up. So <laughs> that's, that's true. just that's true. gone. Um, it's probably be like Jason or something. Jason. Is it Jason the Hollow? I'm really terrible with names. I love all these horror movies, but I always forget. Jason Halloween. That's Michael Myers. Michael then, Myers. Uh, sorry. Jason yeah, is Friday the Thirteenth. That's it. Uh, yeah, with the hockey Michael mask. Michael Myers just walks around really slowly, and I'm he like, does. I can either get in a car or run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just always be on the run. Yeah. And then, and then if you lived on the yacht, 
you'd always be all right because he probably yeah. like he's well, like, a, <laughs> like a speedboat or something. <laughs> so, into it, so Jason, but, yeah. for, Jason for Sarita. Yes. What about what about you, Alice? I'd probably go Oogie Boogie Man. From Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before Christmas. So at least at least <laughs> the, if he did, who is that? I'm the Oogie Boogie Man. Have you Jack seen Skelling, Nightmare Before Jack Christmas? Skellington. <laughs> No, no, the other one. Jack Skellington's the hero, first of all. He's not the villain. He's like a sack. Once. He's like made out of yeah. sack and he's got is bugs he on, all inside him. Is he on badges on goths in school's bags? Oh, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Very right. probably. But yeah, probably him, because then at least I'd get to go into Halloween land, maybe meet Jack Skellington <laughs> and Sally. And, you know, he's just a sheet full of bugs. I reckon I could take him. And he's got a beautiful singing voice. So yes, I'd get him to serenade true. me okay. as I'm just, you know, okay. just destroying his bugs or whatever that'd probably be the one for me but i haven't seen i haven't seen tons of horror films is the thing oh. so tricky tricky for me to come up with one but yeah, yeah. we're gonna go halloween themed especially i'll go with oogie boogie man yeah um i think he's just called oogie boogie actually and i'm adding the man in there but, but, is, that, but is that actually a christmas villain oh well well, well do you know what well, i yeah i do see that as a I would put that in the horror section. Yeah, yeah. I think Oogie Boogie is the Halloween villain, and then Jack Skellington really is the Christmas villain right. because he yes. ruins yeah. Christmas for everybody. Yeah. Don't doesn't spoil well, it. Don't ruins. spoil it. Sorry. Oh, sorry. We're not spoiling <laughs> that film. Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> what about? <laughs> what about you, Josh? I had, I had <laughs> two. The first Go one on. was the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Because all okay. you've sort Whoa. of got to do is avoid them until sunup. And then, you, you know, yeah. so I just get in, in a car and just drive around the motorway until sunup. Um, or I did think Chucky, because I'm sure you could probably overpower him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's got like superpowers, hasn't he? So I don't know. I, I don't know. I did think no, Chucky. I was show. like, could you, could you not just long, like, could you not just drop kick him into the sea? Probably. Anyway, so let's move on to talking about this week's film, which Sarita has picked, which is A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is why it's our Halloween episode from 1984. So spoiler warnings if you've not seen it, although I'd be surprised if you're still listening and you <laughs> hadn't seen it. But anyway, so Sarita, you picked this one. So tell us a little bit about what it's about and why you picked it for your episode. Okay, so am I including spoilers or not? I'm assuming most people... Spoiler away, spoiler away. This is a spoiler zone. Keep on the spoilers. So, like I said, um, I never remember... That's my worst thing about films. I never remember names. I always like to say, so that girl with the nice hair and... So I've actually taken notes and written down the names. Okay. (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, by the way. We have to make that disclaimer. It's the original, not the remake. Of course, of course. Mm. Those were... Two very different films. I'm going to say that right now. The Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, the supernatural slasher film. And basically, what happens is this guy who has burn all over him, I think it's all over him because you only really see his face. He has a cool, stripy jumper and some trousers, but he has these like razors on his gloves. So he can slice and dice whoever he wants. But the main thing is, he comes and gets you in your sleep. So you have nightmares, he's in your nightmares, and wreaks havoc. Um, so he goes around um, basically slashing people, um, lots of teenagers in this town. Um, 
do I talk about epic moments now or should I leave that? To the oh, let's go cool. cover the epic moments. So, so that's what it's about. You've got, like you say, yeah. you've got Freddy Krueger, he's killing people in their sleep. And that's pretty yeah. much all you need to know about that. So um, why why did you pick it? Is it underrated? Is it underseen? Do you just want to talk about it? Um, a bit of both, really. I'm going to, I originally said it was underrated, but um, that's simply because I'm a mum and my middle child is kind of 13. So he's kind of watching... I'm making him watch, correction, I'm making him watch all my horror classics. So I'm like, not as bad as like ones that are made now. Yeah. Um, we watched it. He was just not moved, not scared. Thought it was a complete, <laughs> complete waste of time. He's like, it looks so fake. Da, la, la. So Kids yeah, my, it's under, right? <laughs> the total disrespect. I'm like, is it a classic, <laughs> number one? respect the history of horror movies but yeah no it's underrated because yeah he just completely dissed it and I'm like absolutely not so I kind of wanted to talk about it to bring back that magic and make sure people listen and know that we need to put some respect on Freddy Krueger's name and Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, so That's maybe it's point. not quite grabbing sort of modern audiences yeah. as much. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. you could also argue then that it's a bit underseen as well. And maybe as time goes on, fewer and fewer people are actually going to seek it out and actually going to watch yes. it. I bet exactly. it's one of, I think it's one of those films, isn't it, where um, I think everyone or lots of people know about it. But like, have mm. you been and watched it? Or do you just know who Freddy Krueger is? Yeah, it's like when teenagers wear band t-shirts. You're like, do you even know who Nirvana is? Yeah. Like, you're wearing a Freddy Krueger t-shirt. Do you even know who he is? Oh. One of those things. It's up there with the, with the Che Guevara t-shirts, isn't it? All, yeah, all, yeah. all that, all that all stuff. Right. So let's get stuck into talking about it then. So yeah. let, let, first of all, Alice, had you had you seen this one before? So you said you let slip before you've not seen many horror films. Mm. Had you seen this particular <gasps> horror film? I hadn't seen it before. So, yeah, horror is uh, in the list of genres. I would say horror is probably pretty low down. Like, I don't really right. seek out horror films. Most, this is sort of a leftover thing from my teenage years where I, I used to get really, really scared. Like, I was just a massive wimp. It would always have a huge effect on me, partly because I think I watched like The Shining and Alien way too young. <laughs> so, it just gave me like a proper overactive imagination. So, I don't usually go in for horror. Um, but I knew of this film. I, you know, this. You, you are right in saying that it's a classic as well because this is something mm. that has been parodied, that has been, like, quoted in in pop culture. Like, there are whole Simpsons episodes, I think, about this where Willie is playing <laughs> Freddy Krueger. That, that's brilliant. So, a lot of the... So, like, I felt like it was familiar to me even though I hadn't seen it. Um, but I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I was going to. Like, oh, it wasn't even... I don't think I even necessarily had low expectations, but I expected to feel indifferent but I was like, I actually had a really good time watching it. I don't know if the way I felt was what the filmmaker intended oh. and like some of the things that I thought were maybe not super scary but were very funny, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I had a great time overall watching it. Um, what about you, Josh? Had you seen this one? So I couldn't I couldn't remember. Ah. I, I've definitely seen a lot of it. So mm. I, like all the stuff, like I know we've already done spoilers, mm. but things like the famous scenes in when she's in the bath, when he gets sucked into the bed, you know, a lot of the deaths I've definitely seen. Like you said, Alice, that's also compounded by the fact that it's been parodied in Family Guy and The Simpsons uh. and other stuff. So everyone, like everyone knows the, the nursery rhyme. Everyone knows the, the glove and the hat and the jumper and, and all that sort of stuff. So 
I'm not sure if I'd ever seen it start to finish, but I'd definitely seen a lot of it. So I was quite keen to go into it and see how it had aged and 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 how and how it how it felt watching it now in 2022. Same with, same as you. I'm I like horror, I think, more than you, Alice, but I wouldn't it wouldn't be like my go-to. To be honest, the only time I watch horror is Halloween. Like where no. we always, we always make up we always make unless it's something that I re, like, for example, when we went to watch Nope. Like I know that's a oh, bit yeah. that's horror and sort of other genres spliced in there as well. But you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I would I would on Halloween we always make a point of watching Hocus Pocus and then an adult horror film. You know? mm-hmm. So like I think the last one we watched was uh, Hereditary. You know, so, so, something like that. Oh. So so I was really interested to go into this and see and see how it aged. So let's get stuck into it then, Sarita. So having mm. watched it again and made notes on all the characters' names. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what did you like about this film? What did you, what did you like about it? Um, I guess for me it's the nostalgia. So I've always loved horror movies, and as Alice was saying, I was definitely the kid that would um, see a lot of things that I shouldn't have seen. Like what was the first? I probably Poltergeist. Oh my god, that was probably the first thing I saw at like age seven or something, and I was absolutely petrified, but watched it anyway. And it's like. When kids go on rides or adults go on rides, they like have that love-hate relationship for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm like with horrors. That's my ride. Mm. Um, but Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah, the nostalgic, um, the aesthetic, all that 80s gear, um, a young Johnny Depp um, who, yeah, died epically. <laughs> can I discuss that? Because oh, of course in you my can. Mind, go ahead. That was just the best death. Scene ever it's like i was in a film i'm like please it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a deficit and it's actually it's his first oh. film role this yes exactly so it's not even like he did and so i knew he was in platoon and i knew he was in this because mm. obviously but i didn't i didn't realize this was his very very first thing like not because mm. a lot of you know a lot of people do even if they're just an extra or a background yeah. character but this is his first role and he's like you know he's probably like third or fourth most important character isn't he yeah basically so, so he gets um sucked into a bed and it's like again we didn't have cgi in those days and whatever but it looked so realistic it's like you know when you have like sand kind of pouring in on itself or you Mm. see a film and it's like waves going into this massive hall he just literally got sucked in along with his tv as well and it's like wow what happened all of a sudden just this massive amount of blood which is obviously mm-hmm. more than what he would have even contained in his whole entire body just oozes <laughs> out of the bed and directly like projects onto the ceiling like yeah it's shining but, levels of blood yeah. isn't it and it, that happens a few yeah. times and i thought i i appreciated that i thought it was pretty cool and i liked how gruesome it was at times yeah. as well. it's like nostalgic 80s gruesome horror which mm-hmm. has that tiny bit of um comedy in it as well mm. which i Quite love dark, dark comedy element yeah. To it. yeah 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 i mean I, I think the overall aesthetic i mean the, the effects for me that was one of the things i've got in my notes was that the effects okay there's the odd bit where you're like you know or i can tell that that's age but like even when we did terminator 2 we praised how the effects have oh. aged but there are still it's undeniable yeah. <laughs> that although the, the effects in that film are amazing there's at least one or two bits where you're like if they made that now it would be more convincing 
Mm-hmm. But, oh, in yeah. that, but, but even in this, I think the overall aesthetic adds to the value of it. It's like watching yeah. a, it's like watching a B movie. Like it, it almost at parts feels low res and feels low grade. But there's a lot of elements where they they play about with Freddy being in the dark so that you can't fully yes. see everything. You don't really properly get a full look at him. I don't think that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no he massive is always reveal. Yeah. So, no. So, so I I love the I thought like say echoing what you're saying there. I thought the effects held up and the ones that obviously had aged only added to the value of the film. Like you say, all that blood or the bit where he's got the long arms or, you know, all, all that stuff. <laughs> or the bit at the end where the mum gets sucked into the car. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a shame that happened at the end because you're leaving us with with that, which really wasn't that realistic yeah. at all. We could have actually got like a bendy body at least, not just a thick <laughs> mannequin. Yeah, it does look, it does, yeah, it's basically <laughs> a mannequin, isn't it? But uh, yeah, no, the, the effects are great and the, and, and the dream sequences are good. It all feels very lucid and like very dreamlike, like the way yeah. it's lit and the way that the sound and the camera work works. So coming back to you then, Alice, you you, you obviously said you enjoyed it a bit more than what you thought. What, what did you like about it then? What did you enjoy about it? Yeah, so some of it you've touched on there. So I just, visually, it was just really, really impressive. So I loved like the 80s feel of it. So the hair, the outfits, the interior design, big bulky radios and TVs, pretty much all the mise-en-scene I thought was really cool. There were red objects everywhere in this film. So you've got red cars, red clothes, red lipstick, red roses. There was almost always something red on screen indicating danger and violence and blood. And the framing of the actors and the shot selection is really good as well. And it really assists in building the tension. And I don't know if it was just this film or if this was just the style of horror films at the time. But I feel like you can see a lot of what was going on here in Stranger Things and you can see Mm. how this has influenced that in terms of the characters, in terms of some of the action and just like the whole feel of it. Um, And like you were saying then, Josh, about the sort of how they use the dream sequences, I really like the way that they move from the real world into the dream world and then back again. Sometimes it's just like really subtle things that are happening around the characters. Other times it's really obvious things. I think there's one moment where um, Nancy, is, she falls asleep at her desk in school and the guy who's like giving a presentation at the front or whatever, his voice turns yeah. really slow like that. And it's like just, it, it was just really good at kind of bringing you in and out of those two different worlds and sort of combining the realism and the fantasy elements of it. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, just re- really, I was just so surprised at, at how much I enjoyed it. But I Aww. did enjoy it so much more than I thought I would. Um, I didn't expect Tina to get killed off so quickly. Yeah. No. So I thought she was the main character. I was like, mm. you're introduced to her first, you're in her, her dream first. And I was like, okay, here's our protagonist, it's her journey. And then they kill her off like five, ten minutes in. I was like, ooh, brave, bold, I like it. And then obviously it becomes Nancy's story. And Nancy's really interesting as well. And by by the end... She's so determined. She is like so determined to get Freddy. She like stops being scared of him and she's like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. And she's always got like a plan as well. She's a very active protagonist. She isn't just, you know, the girl to be chased down all the time. Mm. She's always got a plan to try and get him. And then she starts going all like home alone and starts booby trapping the house (laughs) and stuff. Uh, But yeah, I thought thought that was really cool. And I thought she brought, the character of Nancy brought a lot to it. Wasn't super convinced by the performance, but I think we'll get onto that later. Mm. But I did Mm. enjoy her character and most of the characters actually. Yeah. And it's also one thing I did notice, I don't don't know if it's odd for the time, but for the most part, I thought the casting was really age appropriate as well. Like normally you get someone who's like playing a 15 year old and they're like 26. Whereas in Mm -hmm. this, 
I know Johnny Depp's probably a bit older, but I don't f- not buy him as a 16-year-old kid. He, do you know what I mean? Young, he, yeah, is, he, he, he must like be, well, he, he must be like in his early 20s when he made yeah, this or, or something, something like that. But but even so, I think it's, I think that, that goes a long way, a little bit like the comparison you made, Alice, of Stranger Things, which is I think people have clocked on now, but for a long time it didn't happen, which is stop casting 28-year-olds to play high school students because like mm-hmm. it, it just it just make, it just pulls you out of the story even mm. yeah so so i thought i thought that was good one thing i enjoyed as well is i think it, it can't be understated so ro- obviously robert england who plays freddy krueger he's more or less known for playing freddy krueger he's done a few other things and was actually in the most recent series of stranger things so he's really really good in this right so, so he he is now known for being freddy krueger and i think it's easy to forget and uh, and I want to come back, probably might come back to this later, that what Ooh. happens a lot of the time with horror films and films like this, Halloween, Friday the 13th, is the first one is a success, and then they essentially make a string of poorer and poorer sequels. And I know there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who interact with us on Instagram and Twitter who are like purely horror movie fans. They mm-hmm. just love horror movies. They're constantly, you know, they're, they're constantly watching A Nightmare on Elm Street 15 and and like and I've 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 only seen this one. Like I would never. I would if someone oh. recommended it for the podcast. I don't think I've ever seen any of the sequels or anything like that because I'd never think to go back to them. That doesn't mean they're bad, but I do know that in terms of the reception of them, the general accept the general sort of opinion is that they get poorer and poorer. And you know, then yeah. before you know, before you know it, it's straight to DVD, and then it's like Freddy in Paris and Freddy in space and Freddy. Like it's all different ideas of the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really easy to forget that those sequels always come from a one big hit or one really good idea like this or Friday the 13th or, or something like that. And I think Robert Englund playing Freddy is tied in with that. Because if you look at a lot of other big villains, Jason and Michael Myers being the two that jump to mind, they're not always played by the same guy because all you do with yeah. them is you get, a, you, get a, you get a guy and you put the mask on him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Absolutely, he, yeah. I know there's the remake that you touched on, Sarita, but other than that, yeah. It's always Robert Englund, isn't it? I don't know if anyone else has played him apart from in flashbacks and stuff. So he is intrinsically associated with that character. Like, you know who he is. He even looks mm-hmm. a bit like him without the makeup on and, and, that, and, and that sort of thing. But it's really, it, it should not go unsaid. He is really, really good in this. He's really creepy. He's really like, he's absolutely chewing the scenery. Like, he's really going for it. And I think he's really good in it. Yeah. I think so too. He's a brilliant actor. And it, like you said, I... He does look like Freddy Krueger. You can see his face <laughs> through all the the makeup and stuff. Like you can see the outline and stuff. So when he's in other films, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I can trust you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those, isn't it? What, what else, Alice? What else did you like about it? I thought some of the music was brilliant. So there's like a really consistent score that plays throughout and it's got like the the same sort of motif as you go. But whenever someone's getting chased or we're like building up to a big action sequence, it like really ups the tempo and it becomes this kind of like sort of creepy, urgent, like techno sort of thing. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I was really enjoying that all the way through. It's a little bit constant, like the music, you know, if you if you sort of are really listening throughout, the music is almost playing all the way through. But those moments where, especially when Freddie was chasing someone, it was just like, like it was a bit like that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm into this. Um, and like you touched on as well, the, so the visual effects, some of them were really good. There's a moment where... Um, Freddie, so Rod, I think, who is Tina's boyfriend, and mm-hmm. he's been, oh, yeah. he, they think he murdered her and he's in jail. And Freddy Krueger's come to get him and he moves through the bars of his jail cell. And I was like, 
that's seamless. It looked seamless. I was mm. like, you. I don't know if you could do that better now. And that reminded me a little bit of Terminator 2 as well. And I remember it before, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Um, so there were some brilliant moments like that. And like I've already touched on, I, 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 was, I was into all the blood. Like just like just raining blood, like waterfalls of blood, this like shining-esque, just over the top, just blood. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. It's dramatic. It's over the top. Yeah, I was into it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's, here's one for you, Mel. I'll come to you, Sarita. Is it mm-hmm. is it scary? Is it still scary? I think some scenes are scary, so I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. Like the whole bath thing, that is the one I still think of to this day. I think I saw this movie when I must have been about eight, something ridiculous. <laughs> um, but <laughs> from that age onwards, I've always been scared of baths. I'm like, you can get you in a bath and you fall asleep because you do drop off sometimes. That it's just game over. So mm. that scene has definitely stayed with me for many, many years. Mm. And and the um the bed thing as well. I wonder if some of the impact comes from the fact that they are all household like scenarios, aren't they? Yeah. It's like they're lying in bed and then they get killed. It's like, oh, you're in the bath and then you drown, sort of thing. So it's almost kind of relatable. So then when you find yourself, especially as a kid, in the bath. You'll just exactly. be thinking about that moment and be like, what if I fall asleep and Freddy Krueger gets me sort of thing? So I wonder right. if that makes it a bit scarier. For me, yeah. there was just there was one moment that really made me jump. And I can't remember exactly when it happens, but it is towards the end. I think it's when um I think when, I know the bit you're gonna when Nancy's sort of doing it's like the end game and it's sort of kind of wrapping up or whatever, but she's I think on her bed 
and there's a huge there's huge empty space on the side of the screen so you know that mm-hmm. freddy's gonna pop up and jump up and you're gonna go Ugh! so even though i was expecting it and i knew it was coming i still went <laughs> that really did make me jump i am quite jumpy anyway um but apart from that i just i found it more funny, funny. in the places where i think it was trying to be scary um, what about you, Josh? So I, Did this... I, I don't know, because if you look at... So the director, Wes Craven, is obviously one of the big guys of horror, isn't mm. he? He does a lot of horror. I, he often blends comedy with horror in his films. So I think... Because if you look at, like... Scream, which is something else he did. The whole thing of Scream mm-hmm. is it's subverting other horror films, right? And okay, maybe he is trying to be solely scary in this, but I think as long as it elicits a reaction... I'd rather that as a director than nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather mm-hmm. someone would said, well, I thought it was quite funny because there is a dark comedy to like some of the weird, Freddie does some really weird shit in this film. Like, you know, like the bit where his, t- his tongue comes out the phone. <laughs> you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like that is, it's weird, it's grotesque, but I can see how you think that's scary, but I think, I, I think you can see how that's funny as well. And I think that, Comedy and horror are often so intertwined. If you've ever been to the pictures to watch a horror film, you can yeah. guarantee that when everyone jumps, there's a jump and then everyone laughs because everyone's mm. laughing at, at themselves and each other jumping. <laughs> so it's almost like they're the two most extreme things in cinema, aren't they? It's comedy and horror. And I think that they're at each end, but also in the middle together. It's it's really strange. And I think this film, I think it does it quite well. But as long as you had a reaction, I, I think that's... Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what the film is trying to do. I think the real... So I I did find bits of it scary or eerie or whatever you want to call it. I'd seen a lot of it before, so I knew I knew what was coming. Um, I, I'm not particularly bothered by blood and gore, so that wouldn't really scare me out. But but he did make me jump at the bit where... It, I think it's the bit you're, you're talking about, the end, right at the end where he, she thinks he's gone at that bit. But I think the real genius of, of this film, to come back to what you, you were both saying there about the household scenarios, is that... That ties in with the wider theme, which is sleep is unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. You have to sleep. Inevitable. So yeah, so if if you if you look at other horror films like J, uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween, which is the two we keep mentioning, those are all this is a guy he's unstoppable. He's just killing everybody, right? And that's you know scary in its own way because he's coming after. He's like an unstoppable force. But the, I think the the real success of this film is that well you can't avoid sleep, so he's gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, uh, so I think, then they, then what they do is they feed in, like you say, scenarios. Just being in bed, being in the bath, being in school, where you know the whole reason Johnny Depp gets killed is because she tells him to stay awake, stay awake, and he just doesn't. Mm. So, so I think that's the real, the real success of of this of this film for me. Okay, then let's move on to things that we might change about the film or that we might not like about the film. I'll come to you first, Sarita. I don't get the impression there's going to be loads, but I'm intrigued <laughs> to see what you're going to say. Having watched it again, is 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 it anything you'd change from the film or is it just still great? Is it the only thing you'd change, your, your middle child's reaction? <laughs> maybe i should have made him watch it when he was younger so he'd be really yeah. scared. Make him, watch it, make him listen to this. They can listen yeah. to this and tell five or six thousand of his closest friends and then watch it again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't have changed a thing. Maybe kept Tina alive for a little bit longer. I think she went too early. Yeah, it would have been yeah, yeah. not nice, but to get to know her a bit and then mm. be a bit more emotional about her not sticking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't really get attached to her, can you? 
No, exactly. Because yeah. I think what Alice said is right, which is you, you. It's quite a common horror film, right? Again, sp- spoilers. Skip one minute ahead if you don't want to hear spoilers for two other films. But if you look at Psycho and Scream, what they do is they cast a really famous actor in the opening scene and then kill him off. So you go, mm-hmm. oh my god, what they've killed. You know, they've killed <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Like, what's going to yeah. happen now? Whereas in this, as far as I know, the girl who plays Tina's not massively. She's not a huge star, so mm-hmm. she's just someone getting killed early, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way I saw it. Mm, mm. Yeah. So you want to get to know Tina anymore? Is there, is there anything else? And again, that um, the that end scene just really irks me. It either allowed her to stay alive, the mum. It was the mum, wasn't it? Stuck through the yeah, door. Yeah. Um, or just get something that looked more realistic. That was it. Because it was like it was a bit too funny. It was yeah. funny because it looked so fake and that kind of ruined it for me. So do you think at, at the end, it's not clear, mm. is it? Because it's not clear if that's happening or if it's another dream. Or if it's a dream, yeah. So so I think, would you have liked more closure at the end? Like, are all those people dead? Like, has Nancy, has Nancy been dreaming it all along? Was it always the mum who was, well, you know, what was going on at the end? I think that setup allowed him to have all of these sequels because a lot of yeah. these things are explained later on. Um, not necessarily in a good way, I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> but the story does continue and you do kind of figure out what's happened and if mum's still alive in the second one, right. etc. So maybe he did that to leave it open for him to make more millions of dollars um, mm-hmm. for sequels. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't blame them, can you, when something's a success and people are going to keep going to watch it, aren't they, at the end of the day? Exactly. So so there we go. What about you, Alice? Is there anything you would particularly change? So there were three things that I made note of, but you've kind of answered one of them for me. So one of the points was that I obviously I found it funny in places where I thought that maybe it was meant to be scary. And even though that was still enjoyable, I was like, oh, am I having the wrong reaction here? Is this what the creator wanted me to feel? The main one is quite early on in the film when you see Freddy for one of the first times, I think, and he's got these really, really long arms, like really (laughs) long arms, and then he's running down the street like this, and I just started pissing myself. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was looking at Ollie, I was like, is this meant to be scary? Am I meant to be scared? Because it's really funny. And then there was a few more moments throughout, like you said, the tongue coming out the phone and that, and I was just, like, I was enjoying it, and it was great, but I was like, am I feeling what the filmmaker wanted me to feel? Yeah. So I was asking myself those questions. But like you say, if if it is typical of the director to sort of merge the kind of comedy and horror elements, then it could well be that that is the reaction he wanted. So that's fine. Um, so Nancy isn't a great actor. Uh, she, mm. She's not great. And yes, it meant that I couldn't, I, I wasn't fully engaged with her. Uh, so I feel like when that happens, you sort of you can only get so far in terms of, I guess, feeling for the characters and caring about them. Um, it was just, she was just a bit cheesy, and sometimes it felt like. And I think we've talked about this uh, for previous films, Josh. But it felt like she was in one film, and then the rest of the cast were in a mm. different film. It was Jarring. like two sort of yeah, work. It was a little bit, it. and I was just like, ah. Oh. And every time she'd say a line, she'd go like, oh, I just. I'm so tired. And it was stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's a bit, you know, oh, not she's really. She's very not young, it. isn't not she, convincing. in it as well? She's, she's very yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. I know, course, I know but... what you mean. I know what you mean. And it just, it just, it just meant that I couldn't super connect to it, and I wanted to because she was a pretty mm. good hero, and I did enjoy her as the hero, and I really liked her character. 
And, and just the last thing, and this was just a daft thing that I picked up on, but so they let Nancy in to the jail, to go next to the jail cell where Rod is after he has what they think has murdered her best friend. She is in there. There are no guards in there. They leave her in there on her own and she is a key witness in this case. I was like, that wouldn't happen. And her dad, <laughs> no is, and her dad is one of the officers. He's yeah. just like, oh yeah, and what is she, like 17 yeah. years old? She'll be fine. Or it's she'll like, be, oh yeah, she'll be fine. Just go in there with this dangerous criminal who we think murdered your best friend. So I was just like, nah, he's you've never thrown me out of the world here. Girls. Don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> up till that point I was like oh yeah I'm in this world but with that I was like nah just wasn't buying it um, but that's it really like I had a really good time mm. overall watching it and I just didn't really expect to um, what about you Josh was there anything you didn't like or that you would change not not loads um, I did pick up on the acting thing as well you know the bit where at the end why doesn't a dad show up like she says break the door down in 20 minutes and then he's just not there yeah, and she's screaming and shouting and all the windows are broken yeah, and stuff. And everyone, just, everyone's just sort of outside at the neighbour's house yeah, just going, looking out oh. going, oh. <laughs> yeah, like she's... But, yeah, I wonder... I, I wondered about that as but well. And then I, I wondered... Yeah, sorry, I can forgive that sort of thing, really. Yeah. Uh, but the, so the, 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 there's two things for me. The one, one is silly and one is serious. What do you want first? What do you want first? Silly or serious? Go, go silly and then yeah. Silly. Okay, yeah. so the silly, the silly one is is towards the end when Nancy hasn't slept for like seven days or a week. She mm -hmm. looks herself in the mirror and as she's fifteen and she says, "Oh God, I look twenty years old." And I thought, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's I, that I is thought, funny, yeah." I so hope he kills 15, you. Oh, you. Oh, you're such a dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. So I laughed that, at that uh, as well. Uh, I was like, 20, what a shame. Like 20. Oh, look 20. That's like four years away for you. Come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was one. The other one, because yeah, all I could think was, I hope he gets you. But anyway, then, then the next <laughs> thing was a little bit more. So at the end, right, the, what I got was that she realizes that his power is fueled by fear. And so mm -hmm. she turns around and stands up to him and he disappears, mm. right? But I only got that from reading the plot afterwards. So I uh. think maybe just a little bit more exposition at the end about, mm -hmm. oh, I've beaten him and I've beaten him because I'm not afraid of him anymore. Unless I miss something, I just didn't get that. Mm. I can imagine how you'd miss that. Um, yeah. But like you say, Sarita, if it's explained later on and it's part of a wider franchise and a wider storyline, maybe that goes into it. I, d I don't know. But it was something I thought, I could see how you'd miss that. Yeah, to be I honest, it, yeah. there were a few things that I missed. And the remake, actually, I think, tells the story better. Right. But the original's still my favourite out of both. Because yeah. I, I know in the remake they dial it up a bit, don't they? Because it goes yes. from, like I think is it not in this one? He's like he's killed a few children, but in the in the remake yeah. he's like he's like a paedophile and he's killed four thousand yeah. children or something. Which kind of makes more sense than to mm. burn him alive mm. and go to the extreme because they didn't really. I think that's what I missed in the first one. They didn't really get to the crux of why all these townspeople hated him and why he just didn't get arrested. Like you could just arrested him. Yeah, he's literally I mean, been killed. By like a mob, yeah, and it's like, but what made the whole town turn on one guy? Yeah, and they, they do say, oh, you, like they sort of intimate what he's done, but you're never like, oh, right. <laughs> like yeah, they say they say he's killed twenty kids, and that there was 
there was like a technicality or something. A release a form wasn't so. Yeah, that oh, men right, they yeah, didn't, yeah, that's yeah, didn't that get put it, in yeah. prison. That was <laughs> so then it. they murdered him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so, but other than that, exactly the same as you, Alice, I had a great time. Mm. It's it's a great film. It looks great. Even the bits that don't look great still are uh-huh. so like effective and so like I don't know. They bring a charm to it, like they do with a lot of eighty films. And as well, just to touch on what you said before, love the music as well. I did. Mm-hmm. It's good, isn't it? It's good. Okay, so let's move on then to talking about the critical reception. I think it's going to be an interesting one, this, because considering the reasons why Sarita picked it, we're going to have to really unpick if it is or isn't underrated. So in terms of the critical reception that we look at, on the t- at the time of recording, IMDb gives it 7.4. Rotten Tomatoes, the audience, give it 84%. Ooh. And the critics give it 95%. What? So wow. that averages Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Average, wow. That averages that averages out at 84%. Crikey. But that's, but that's not why Sarita said it's underrated. She says it's underrated yeah. because it's more about how it's getting through to people today. Mm, so that's yeah. really difficult. So what do we think about those scores, Sarita? I 100% agree with that score. Wow. But it'd be interesting to get, like, both of you never really seen it before, mm. get people that have never seen it, never seen references, and then make an informed decision now yeah. based on all the other films they've seen. I'd love to, yeah, someone needs to set that experiment. A, a study group, me. yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but now, like, at the time, it was an amazing film. Like you said, there's so many film references um, to Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, you're definitely going to see a Freddy Krueger jumper, at least, or the hat mm. or the glove. Even little kids that haven't seen it. It's just everywhere. Tattoos. I'm probably going to get a Freddy Krueger tattoo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely probably. it is definitely a classic as well, mm. which is another oh, category that we classic, do sometimes yeah. where we look at a classic film and then examine why it's a classic and if it's a classic. And this definitely is. Like, it's, it is iconic. Like, like you said, some of the props, his costume, just the way he looks... It's it's definitely it's like permeated through the decades. Like this was what nearly three decades ago mm. now, and it still it still feels present. It still feels alive, even though if maybe the younger audiences aren't seeing the film. But I feel like it still stood the test of time for people who like that sort of film and for the people that saw it when it did come out. Yeah, I mean, if you think this is nearly forty years old, mm-hmm. yeah, forty years, not thirty, eighty-four. Oh my 40, god! So, yeah, so, I swear, my so sense of time in, in is two like years, so it'll be, fucked up. And it'll be, uh, it'll be forty, it'll be the fortieth anniversary. But yeah, 40, so so not for me, 30, it's really hard gosh. to unpick because, okay, I mean, ninety-five percent. I mean, that's <laughs> that's high. That is eighty-four. That is a big old score. It, it averages out at eighty-four, right? And I would say that's probably a. That's a that's about right. But I completely agree with Sarita that I can imagine taking it to a 13-year-old now or, yeah. or someone who is a teenager or whatever and then being like, look at his stupid long arms. Like, <laughs> because, you know, I, I, we... We were only talking about this the other day. Like the way the way people consume media has changed so much mm-hmm. that this was probably really really scary where it came out. Don't get me wrong, the long arms bit. I think that is meant to be scary. I think that's just an effect that's aged a little bit badly. Yeah. <laughs> but the other the, the other effects, I do. I I I think I think still hold up relatively well. But I can absolutely imagine showing this to a thirteen year old and then just being like, like shrugging. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 I mean, it's still an eighteen, right? But I think. Could is I mean it could probably be it, 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 compared to an eighteen now, 
Yeah, they could make that lower, surely. So, so much milder, oh, well, right? It's the blood, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. As soon as, because Americans, especially in the American sort of rating system, as soon as there's like blood in something and then copious True. amounts of blood, it sort of knocks that rating up. But it's not, like I've, I've definitely, I've seen scarier for sure. But I imagine, yeah, absolutely. like, when it come out, being, like, a group of teenagers, like, the five year go on a Friday night and go and seeing this in the cinema, I bet you had just the best time. But it was I a bet right it was laugh. such a fun time, yeah. So, so what do we think, then? Are we saying that it's underrated because the legacy of the film is there to see in terms of everyone knowing Freddy Krueger, but actually people going back and watching the film from start to finish has probably diminished with time and the reaction of that has diminished. So it's underrated if you think about the youths because we're all old. <laughs> maybe, I would say maybe more towards the underseen for those reasons. Yeah. I think with ratings yeah. like that, like that IMDb score for me is probably around about where I would be yeah, with it. That same. critics rating is obviously, that's a big old score and I, I wasn't expecting that. So for me, it was probably more like appropriately rated, but I would say definitely underseen. And I reckon there's a real risk of it getting lost like over the next yeah. few decades, especially. I don't know if this will sort of survive another 30 or 40 years. No, it's, it's funny that, isn't it? Because like you imagine people will know the character, but not maybe the film because if you think yeah. think about a film for us that's nearly 60 years old like how many people these days are going back who aren't film lovers and watching like rosemary's baby or something from the 60s or 70s like that so it's i think you're right i think i think yeah. i think it's under it's underrated and up to underseen up to a point i suppose mm. does that make sense yeah so yeah are we saying that are we happy with that yeah i think so there we, and, and it's a classic it's, yeah, it is a classic. Yeah. You ticked it another box with that so, one, yeah. We've never had good. someone bring a film to us because of one reason and then us be like, but it is also a classic. <laughs> In all the categories, very good. So there we go, another one in, I think that's a new category, was underseen, underrated, now a classic, but also still a little bit underseen, underrated. We'll have to find a title for that. Yeah, we a need a new spreadsheet, I think, to, to start logging these ones. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Sarita, thank you very much for coming on. Where, where does everyone uh, where does everyone who's listening look out for your stuff? Thank you. I am on most socials, mostly on Instagram at hey Sarita, H-E-Y-S-A-R-E-T-A. And what are you getting up to? So if you think this, this will be coming out around Halloween, like what what's sort of Ooh. happening for you kind of career-wise, work-wise? What, what are you doing? So during October, my podcast, season two, Women Who Rebrand, um, will be out. It's um, very different to films, which is why I was on yours. I was like, a bit of fun, please. Um, <laughs> we get into a bit of serious stuff. It's about um, educating women, um, uplifting new beginnings and just celebrating growth. So that's Women Who Rebrand. Um, I'm unfortunately not even doing anything for Halloween for the very first oh. year. I know. I'm totally bummed. It's like... Um, back to school for the kids course, they have yeah. an inset day but yeah. we can't really do anything yeah it's like a monday so, as well this year isn't it so. yeah is it yeah <laughs> no so start planning for next year i think so, that's it well we'll make sure we put links to everything on your social medias and your, and your podcast as well what a great idea for Thank a podcast you. as well Yours, I mean, not Thank ours. Thank you. Well, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Thanks, oh, thanks, just, thanks, thanks, thanks for just confirming what no, we already knew. <laughs> but no, what a great idea for a podcast. So we'll make sure yeah. we, we put links to that in the, in the episode as well. Do, do check it out and check out Sarita on all the social medias. Sarita Fontaine, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's been 
fun. I've loved it. Good to talk about films and stuff. <laughs> so there we go. Another episode in the bag, a Halloween episode where we've come up with a, a new category that we haven't really decided yet. But anyway, ultimately... We both enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is a classic. So and much fun. It was so much fun. It was. It was great fun with his long arms, Alice. His I big, know. His... It's fucking funny, though. It was <laughs> fucking funny. Um, and, of course, thank you so much to Sarita for coming on. What a great guest. And we'll make sure we put links to it, to all her stuff in the episode descriptions, and we'll tweet out and post some links and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Check it out. She's got some great content on TikTok. I've seen it. De- and, and what a great concept for a podcast as well. So we'll put all the links out there. Um, in the meantime, we will be back next week with another episode in your ears talking all things underrated and underseen films if you'd like to get in touch in the meantime it's films in that pod at gmail.com we're on all the social medias facebook instagram tiktok twitter just search for just films and that and you will find us we're also on the television aren't we alice we are indeed we are on the local tv network every friday from 6 p.m so if you live in birmingham bristol leeds liverpool or the northeast of england you can find us on channel 7 on freeview or if you live in north wales or south wales you can find us on channel 8 on freeview or if you live anywhere in the uk and you've got sky you can find us on channel 188 and i do believe that perhaps in a couple of previous episodes i said 118 and that isn't correct it's 188 so i do apologize it's 188 <laughs> correction from me there alice oliver at films and that but yes every friday from 6 p.m on the local tv network it's me and josh talking about all our favorite underrated and underseen films yes thank you very much for listening thanks for sarita for coming on happy halloween goodbye from me Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.